Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. What should the consequences be for Anthony Fauci? Jail. You know, I've sent two referrals to the Department of Justice. I think he lied to Congress, which is a felony. You know, uh, several folks from the Trump administration were accused of lying to Congress and carted off to jail with FBI agents all over the property, you know, yanking them out of their house early in the morning. But we have two tiers of justice here. It depends on whether you were a supporter of Donald Trump or you're a supporter of big government, you know, the centralized government. But Anthony Fauci did lie to Congress. We know that from his own words, not because I say lies, but his private email say he was lying. We should be perfectly clear that anytime Senator Rand Paul gets to question Dr. Anthony Fauci, it's a it's a good day. It's a good, good day. Anthony Fauci is indeed guilty. No, he didn't start COVID, but he allowed the cover-up. He tried to sell us a bill of goods while refusing to admit that, yes, indeed, through his hands, funding went to the Wuhan lab in order to take a look at uh, these bad viruses. That they were looking at and actively funding gain-of-function research. There is no debate here. Anthony Fauci is a disgrace. Anthony Fauci deserves all the derision he gets, and then some. China is responsible for COVID. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. is the number to be a part of the show. It is a fact. It is proven. Hold them accountable. I'm going to start saying this on the regular, which is nothing more than we haven't already said on the regular, guys. We have said this time and time again. We knew... Without question, that the idea that this was something that was going to jump from animal to human was a very, very, very big stretch. But we were willing, as rational people, to hear the evidence. But as rational people, we did our own research and we saw evidence, we saw conversations, we saw data, and we went to go share that on on then Twitter and Facebook and other places, and we were told, Nein! Which is German for, we didn't approve that, and we weren't allowed to share those things. And doctors who had a different point of view than Fauci, And his gang of head-nodding automatons. They said that those doctors weren't allowed to speak out. Those doctors were a danger. Those doctors were a threat. So we didn't engage rationally. We were told that we weren't allowed to engage at all. But we persisted. We 
were the resistance. See, uh, I love it when you use leftist terms against, against the left. It makes me feel so good. We knew, we saw that there were questions about how this came to be. And I said at the time, and I still hold to it, that the objective, I believe, by China was not to send the virus into the world and kill everybody. What happened in China is that because they're communists and all communists suck and they are incompetent, except when it comes to murder, oh, they're super good at murder and paranoia. They are so good at murder and, 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 and paranoia. I mean, I mean, almost as good as Alec Baldwin. Too soon? Too? No? <sighs> Send your emails. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood because the latest story is about the Chinese lab mapping COVID two weeks before they announced to the world that this thing even happened. I believe that the virus leaked from the Wuhan Virology Lab. I do not believe it was set loose. Now, we may differ on that, but I believe that to be the case, that it leaked because these, uh, the, the conditions, the, the systems, they don't have real systems. Remember, it's China. They don't build things. They steal things. The Washington Post, I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal, sorry, Washington Post, <laughs> that would have involved them actually doing reporting. The Wall Street Journal putting forth that Chinese researchers had isolated and mapped the virus that causes COVID-19 in late December 2019. This being two weeks before Beijing revealed details of COVID to the world. This according to congressional in, uh, investigators. So here's the, 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 the data. And, and the New York Post has a pretty nice uh, write-up about this as, as well. And you can find the piece over at TonyCats.com uh, under the heading, China is responsible for COVID. Because China is responsible for COVID. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services... Uh, they, um, a House committee obtains from them documents. Their documents are reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. What it shows is that a Chinese researcher in Beijing uploaded a nearly complete sequence, this is how it's written, of the virus's structure to a U.S. government-run database on December 28th, 2019. At the time, China was describing what was happening in Wuhan as a viral pneumonia, quote, of unknown cause, unquote. But they knew. They only shared the sequence with the World Health Organization on January 11, 2020, the same World Health Organization that wanted to tell us China did nothing wrong. Fauci's covering for them. The World Health Organization is covering for them. With friends like that, you can get away with anything. Now, the Wall Street Journal states it as follows. The new information doesn't shed light on the debate over whether COVID emerged from an infected animal or a lab leak, but it suggested that the world still doesn't have a full accounting of the pandemic's origin. I look at it differently. I believe it tells us that they knew and they said, okay, let's see what happens. But while we're waiting to see what happens, let's buy up all the personal protective equipment and then sell it back to people at a profit. 
Let's not inform the world and be a partner. Let's not be rational people in a first world nation. Let us be the commie pinko worthless animals that we are. Of course, talking about the communist Chinese party, not people. The people who have to live under this hellscape, they dealt with the same horrors. Let's not tell Italy as people are taking trips. Let's not tell the whole of Europe as people are taking trips. Let's not tell the United States as people are taking trips. Let's just see. Sorry, that's guilty. That is guilty. That is a level of obscene and despicable that simply cannot be overlooked. I only want to know what is the plan for holding China accountable. Now, I have stated before with clarity that the way to hold China accountable is to take the money back. This fraudulent nation that steals our technology, steals our intellectual property, and perpetrates this fraud that murders millions around the globe. You may not have gotten sick. You may have gotten sick and then gotten better. But it's clear, it is clear that COVID killed people. Let's not deny it. And it's clear that China did nothing to try and mitigate the situation. So I say for the theft and for the murder, we no longer owe them any debt. People look at me like I have seven heads when I discuss this. I want to hear why this can't happen. We owe China, let's say, uh, uh, how many billion it is. I don't, I don't think we owe them a, a trillion. Hold on, let's, 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 let's search it up. How much does the U.S. owe China? Let's, let's see if we can get an answer to this. Uh, question. Oh, it is. Uh, well, this is from February of 22. No, it's that's like two years ago. Here, here is um, December of 2023. Japan holds 1.1 trillion. Uh, China holds 770 billion dollars worth of U.S. debt. Well, that's 770 billion dollars we don't have to pay back. You steal our technology. You have situations where people have come to visit China. We have one of the fascinating things about China is the way they do it is everybody can come. Oh, you can come into China, no problem. They don't keep people out of China. You can come into China. But if you want to leave, it's kind of like Hotel California. You got to answer a few questions before you get to leave. That's how they do it. That's how they hold uh, business owners and and executives quasi-hostage, getting information before you're allowed to leave. That's who these communists are. We take the money back. Thank you very much. Now, I argued at the time during COVID that we should take the money and we should use it to pay off the debt for all nurses and nursing students currently in the country. That was my take. We, 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 could just, we could just not have it on the debt rolls and lower our debt, and that's great. But let's take the payments that we make to them every month, 
and let's pay off the debt of every nurse who worked their butt off during COVID. You remember the nurses who were heroes until some of them said, I'm not so sure about the vaccine, and then they were villains and weren't allowed to be around children? Do you remember those nurses? Those nurses who put their lives on the line every single day? And then when they weren't so sure about the vaccine, they were told that they were witches and they should be burned at the freaking stake. Yes, those nurses. I remember them. And I think that's a great use of $770 billion. And then let's create funds uh, for my, with money that we were going to use to pay China. And let's uh, pay for more nurses. Something tells me in an aging population, nurses might be something we need. I would say we need more doctors, but you're going to have to change the system that allows them to actually make a living again. Oh, poor doctors not making enough money. Wait till you can't get to a doctor and then you'll realize, huh, I guess Tony was right. Start by not paying China. Let them figure out what to do. It's the it's the old line. Um, you know, when when you owe the bank a thousand dollars, it's your problem. When um, you owe the bank a million dollars, it's the bank's problem. I say we make it China's problem. I say we hold people to account. I say we get angry. I don't want to get into a fist fight. Let's be clear. I believe we can win a fist fight with China, but I don't think anybody actually wins that fist fight. It's one of the reasons why we got to keep building a navy. But they don't get to own land in in the United States. We take the land from them. Tony, that's not American. They're not American citizens. They're the enemy. The Communist Party of China. No land. No businesses. We just take it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tell us we can't manufacture there anymore? Okay. Because we shouldn't be manufacturing there anyway. We'll manufacture Vietnam. Seriously, Tony, another communist country? I can only handle one ridiculous threat at a time. Do you mind? All right, we'll build in India. Fine, you got it. Then we'll build some in Australia. Then we'll actually, oh, you know what? I would say we would build a little in Canada, but honestly, uh, not until Trudeau is gone. The place is just way too weird. Maybe we can work out a deal with some Central American countries and actually get them revitalized to such an extent that people don't start fleeing there and try and get into the United States illegally. That would be pretty wonderful. Don't build in China. We'll build other places. We will teach people how to build the products that we utilize. And they will have a quality of life 10,000 times better than they do today. Oh, it'll take time. Sure. But if China is not taught that there are consequences for actions, China will think there are no consequences for actions. I don't know why anybody would allow such a thing. I don't know how we could abide by such a thing. And if I don't hear presidential candidates speaking about this, then you ain't really serious about being president and leader of the free world. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Do you believe the recent leak 
of material allegedly from Hunter's computer is part of a Russian disinformation campaign. From what I've read and know, the intelligence community warned the president that Giuliani was being fed disinformation from the Russians. And we also know that Putin is trying very hard to spread disinformation about Joe Biden. And so when you put the combination of Russia, Giuliani, the president together, um, it's just what it is. It's a smear campaign because he has nothing he wants to talk about. In his, what is he running on? It wasn't a smear campaign. It was never a smear campaign. The contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, of course, legit. We knew this to be the case. The DOJ acknowledges that the laptop is real. The New York Post had the reporting complete. Of course they did. They had it all. They had it together. No question. They had it. But it was just a few months ago where Representative Dan Goldman of New York was trying to tell you, we don't know if that laptop is legitimate. Um, You've talked about the Hunter Biden laptop and how the FBI knew it existed. You are aware, of course, that the a laptop, so to speak, was actually, that was published in the New York Post, was actually a hard drive that the New York Post admitted here was not authenticated as real. It was not the laptop the FBI had. You're aware of that, right? It was the same contents. How do you know? Because, because it's the same, I mean, it's You would have to authenticate it to know it was the same, same contents. contents. You have no idea. You know you hard drives can be manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participated in a conspiracy to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. The problem is that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. But what's the evidence that and that happened? What's well, the there is actual evidence of it, but the point is it's There's not no the evidence same thing. So you're engaging in a conspiracy. I'm glad theory. you agree with me, Mr. Schellenberger, that transparency is the most important thing. And my last question for you is, do you think it would be transparent if Hunter Biden came to this Congress and testified in a public hearing and more transparent than if he testified privately? It's, I mean, literally, I've never thought about that. I have no idea. <laughs> You don't I've know, literally never the, thought about that. Public testimony more I mean, transparent than private testimony? Are you familiar with the First Mr. Amendment? Chairman, I yield back. Congress shall take no action to abridge freedom of speech. Yeah. And that's what you just described. Mr. Schellenberger does good work. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So, as, as recently as a few months ago, they were still trying to tell us that this laptop was uh, nonsense. There was nothing to it. And the same guy who was trying to tell us this is now wanting to push for a censure resolution on Elise Stefanik because of, wait for it, her rhetoric. Me now. Congressman, was the hostages comment that tipped you over? It, it was sort of the, the breaking point, I think. Her rhetoric and support for the January 6th erec- uh, insurrectionists and for generally the conspiracy theories peddled by the criminal defendant Donald Trump have been ratcheting up. And it's one thing for a rank-and-file member to be saying those things. It's altogether something different for the number four person in the leadership of the House. You lied about the laptop three months ago. Elise Stefanik is the problem because you don't like her politics. What a guy. 
I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your, you know, your, your political beliefs, what they do. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. Think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, good. But they don't go far. They're very expensive. They're going to be made. Now, I will admit that was not a well- uh, put together statement by the former president in New Hampshire. But if you don't understand the concept of what he's referring to, you have not been paying attention. Just like they made moves. Well, if a sporting goods store is selling firearms, we have to, when credit card purchases, have that denoted as a firearms purchase. Why? You go to XYZ sporting goods store and you buy sporting goods. Does it matter? Do you have? Does the government need to know whether it's a football or a baseball or a shotgun? You filled out the forms. You you did everything Hunter Biden didn't do. You went back through the background check. You bought the firearm. Why does there have to be a separate category? This is the same conversation regarding uh, a digital currency. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyCats.com. The phone number, 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Debanking is the idea of, oh, you're buying too much of this. We can't, we can't be servicing your account. Oh, you said this on social media. We can't be servicing your account. Well, we don't agree with that. We can't have you as a, as a customer here. You can only say the things that we approve of and be a customer here. A digital currency is the idea that you no longer have cash, which is weird because right now I'm the only person I know who has cash. I am the only person, no, no, I, I know one other, who carries cash. And people are saying, no, I don't carry cash. Who carries cash? <laughs> you know, I don't think men are men who, who, who don't carry cash. I... I have friends who don't do it, and they are friends, but they should know, and I have told them directly, I I look at them differently. I do. I think it is ridiculous that men don't carry cash. It is is mind-boggling to me. But if you have a centralized digital currency, we're not talking about Bitcoin here, that's a decentralized currency, If you have a centralized currency, digital currency, then the federal government at any moment can decide, oh, no, 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 you've purchased enough ammunition this month, this year. Well, you can't buy that candy bar because we noticed on your digital medical records that your triglycerides are high. So, nope, you can't have that. It's always the way it is. Anytime you give government power over your life, they will exercise it. Why? Because that's standard operating procedure. This conversation that Trump is having, and admittedly he had it poorly there, 
is about whether or not one is willing to accept the fact that one cannot change some of the basic functions of man. This is why I disagree with all socialists and I recognize them as wrong. Someone asked uh, on social media, did I, Tony Katz, meaning me, did I call Chinese people animals? And the answer is no, but I did call the Communist Chinese Party animals. I did call communists animals. I, I, no fear, no shame. Commies are terrible, disgusting people who believe that they can engineer society through might, through the barrel of a gun. And the only thing they can do is inspire a prayer for a quick and painless death. They have no society that thrives. Well, what about China itself? China's not a thriving society. China utilized the ability to manufacture, to create itself wealth, but never once gave freedom to the people. As a matter of fact, as they watched communism fall and they watched uh, authoritarians fall, they said, let us not open ourselves up to Western civilization. Let us be more rigid in our desires for communism. And while there were many people like me in the 1990s who figured that you could get them to wear blue jeans and open up McDonald's, they saw it differently. And anybody who now thinks you can get them to open up and westernize doesn't understand what is happening. It is about the control. So even if you were to talk about, look how many people they pulled out of poverty, take a look at their economy today. Take a look at their jobs numbers today. They admitted to a GDP of 5.2%. That's outrageously low for them. And in every single situation, China lies. The Communist Chinese Party lies about what they're doing and how they're doing it. You have massive amounts of unemployment, especially amongst young people. And so, so great is this unemployment that they have given up. They move literally to artist communes to try and find themselves because their lives have no purpose. Everything is mandated. Everything is fixed. Everything is the government. There is no spark to create the mind. So they actually look for ways to do it. They don't make any money at it. They can't make any money at it. There are no prospects for a romantic future. There are no prospects for an economic future. It is just listlessness. The people have become the ghost cities that have been built. One after another with 12 skyscrapers and 17 airports. There are areas of China that have a a per capita income that is less uh, than uh, the 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 minimum wage of the United States in many places. Yet they'll have five, six, seven airports in that region. Who's flying there? Who can afford to fly out? They built the airports because they had to do something to give all these people jobs. And the money was coming in like it was going out of stock. The money was coming in so fast, you would have thought the Communist Chinese Party had an OnlyFans page. The money was just pouring in. They had to do something with it. So they built ghost cities. So they built these multiple airports. So they built 12 bridges. So they built 17 uh, uh, train systems. And nobody used them. Now they're tearing them down. They did what Japan did, and it led to decades of stagflation.
Add to that China's problem with population. 1.4 billion people, but they put through Maui one uh, one child policy. They killed the women. And now they don't have enough people. And now they don't have enough young people to satisfy all the older people who are engaging retirements. So all the promises from Xi Jinping, dear leader of the Communist Party, will be for naught. The people will do it less and less. And the ones who get uppity and complain will end up dead. So when I call the Communist Chinese Party animals, something tells me I'm underselling it. The Chinese population is scheduled in 100 years to go to under 800 million. No, wait. Was it under 500 million? No, sorry. It was under 500 million. They're going to lose almost a billion people. They're going to lose they're going to lose 800 million people. They'll go to 500 million. They're at 1.3, 1.4. That's it. That's it. Ah, oh, it gets so confusing. You move it here, you move it there. It's not because China's going to kill all those people in the interior of the country so they don't have to feed them, although that's always possible. It's that the population's going to die out, and there's no population to replace it. And you can't just create Chinese people. You can't do it through immigration. It's not the way it works. China is not an example of thriving under communism. It is an example of exactly what happens in a totalitarian regime. They killed themselves, and we're all going to watch them die. Not because we want to, but because that's what's going to happen. That's what poor planning does. That's what not being a free society does. If you aren't able to purchase what it is you want to purchase without the government looking over your shoulder and saying, do we approve this purchase? Well, then you don't live in a free society. And a society that says you engage in a way we find appropriate, otherwise we won't let you bank with us and you won't have a bank account and then you can't have a credit card and then you can't do this and then you can't rent a car. That's not a free society either. That is not a civil society. People think civility is please and thank you. No, civility is not forcing people to succumb to your political whims or cutting them off from their livelihoods. That's civility. Not killing your enemy. On the subject of killing, uh, the Attorney General Merrick Garland made a statement today that is going to make your blood boil. And in this situation, we're not talking about him or Joe Biden, or his attack on parents. We're talking about Uvalde. We're talking about the shooting that took place where police did not go in. Police did not, this was Robb Elementary School. Children were killed and the police stood there doing nothing. Nothing at all. Of course, cops needed to be fired everywhere. The police chief, Arredondo, who he eventually resigned in, in disgrace, right? Doing nothing. They let these kids die. That's what happened. Well, the investigation seems to be done. And Merrick Garland pulled, to his credit, seems to have pulled no punches. 
Law enforcement officers from different agencies who had self-deployed to the scene in overwhelming numbers were themselves waiting for leadership decisions about how to proceed. Many officers reported that they did not know who, if anyone, was in charge, what they should do, or the status of the incident. Some officers were confused about why there was no attempt to confront the active shooter and rescue the children. Some officers believed the subject had already been killed or that law enforcement was in the room with the shooter. Seventy-five minutes after the first officers arrived on scene, officers finally entered room 111. The subject engaged the entry, room, entry team with gunfire and the officers responded with fire. Seventy-seven minutes after the first officers arrived on the scene, and after 45 rounds had been fired by the active shooter, the shooter was killed. The massacre at Robb Elementary shattered families throughout this community and devastated our, our country. Our police not doing their job. Parkland? Was that Sheriff Israel? At, at Parkland? Those officers didn't do their job. And there are plenty of moments where they do. And they deserve our respect and deserve our love. But when they don't, they deserve to be vilified. Not that they might fail at the task, but that they refuse and refused to do the task at all. It's a, it's a scathing bit of reporting here, uh, or the report. It is. Uh, meanwhile, uh, there, is, there is a interesting sign about this economy that I had uh, not uh, considered that's worthy of paying attention to, and it has to do with real estate. I'll get to that coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Has anybody checked the latest polling just to just to see what's going on? In the last three polls, Trump is at 69, 68, and 72. The Messenger Harris X poll, which was uh, January 16th and 17th, so just the other day, Trump 72, Haley 13. DeSantis 7. Holy cow. Whoo. Whoo. That's. Oh, that's nutty. That. 72. Jeepers. Oh, I can't wait for the New Hampshire primary. There's not enough bourbon to watch that. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I mean, it just looks like total shellacking. These numbers are brutal. These numbers are equally brutal. This is... I didn't even get into the Lloyd Austin stuff. Oh, man. You can't get into everything. Maybe I'll get to it later, but I got so much stuff to get to. This was a piece about 
real estate in the U.S. And it's worthy of, of, of noting, even if you're not a, a real estate holder, specifically commercial real estate, because it could still have an effect if, if you're somebody who rents a, a, a commercial space or deals with commercial spaces, that there is $2.2 trillion worth of debt that is going to mature before 2028, which means the note is going to come due. You have to make a balloon payment on this. You have to make a, another payment on that. And in the next couple of years, it's coming. But this real estate was purchased at interest rates that were outrageously low. And if you don't have the money to pay it off, you're going to have to refinance at a much higher rate. So does this does this translate into people abandoning projects and properties? Okay, bank, take it. Now what happens? Does this change now what rentals are like for office space and, and, and perhaps other types of buildings, residential buildings, and everything goes up? It's fascinating. billion in debt backed by office buildings, hotels, apartments, and other commercial real estate came due. That was in 2023. And there's $2.2 trillion coming due between between right now and December of 27. That is a number worth looking at. For me, it makes me wonder where some of my investments are. This is Tony Katz today.